Hello again, everybody. The idiots are being rounded up after the Capitol riots, and we are here to tell you about it this week. Let me tell you. I am Chris, the host of the Chris Cast. Joining me once again, as always, by Facebook Messenger is Paul. Hello, hello, hello. Let's, let's get these rowdies uh, locked up and in prison. Okay, so first up, the absolute idiocy is proven in this one article. I just have to read the headline for you to know how stupid they are. This is from Newsweek. The headline says, White supremacist arrested after ankle monitor places him at Capitol riots. Are you freaking kidding me? He left with the ankle... I'm just taking the heat, right? It's... The article says a self-confessed white supremacist who openly discussed plotting a school shooting and killing people in a church has been charged with being involved in the attack on the Capitol after his GPS monitor placed him at the scene. Brian Bentoncur, B-E-T-A-N-C-U-R, of Silver Spring, is facing charges including unlawful activities on Capitol grounds and disorderly conduct after he was arrested in Maryland on Sunday, authorities have said. How stupid can you be? Really? Well, it can be really stupid. There's a Georgia lawyer who posted about, I believe he was the one posted about being in Nancy Pelosi's office. There was another one that I saw on the news tonight. Bragged on social media that he was the one who kicked in Nancy Pelosi's door. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're going to do something nefarious like that, you don't brag about it. You don't put on social media about it. I mean, well, this just goes to show the breadth of the depth of these uh, quote-unquote Trump supporters are. I mean, they're so stupid. And let's not forget the West Virginia lawman who live-tweeted storming the Capitol and ended up having to resign his position that he just got into. That's right, he just got it, that's right. I remember, I remember that now. I mean, wow. there's... Level of intelligence was not high. It's like that Ashley girl that was shot and killed at the Capitol. If you watch the video prior to her trying to get in the window, one, she's climbing in through the window, proving that she was not in the right. Two, the video clearly shows officers with their guns drawn inside. You can clearly see they have their guns drawn inside. Three, well, Chris, the, the, Chris but, don't you know that you're supposed to go through the window at that point of the door when guns are pointed at you? Well... That's the other thing is, three, the people in the crowd are saying they've got their guns out. You can clearly hear it on the video. Then she gets shot for climbing through the window. And I, I have a friend who's trying to defend it, and I was like, look at the analogy of gun control. Because he's very big for having his guns. And I said, if I'm breaking into your house and you're standing there with a gun drawn on me, are you just going to keep holding that gun while I come in the house or are you going to shoot me? 
same thing. The officer was defending the Capitol. She came in. He had no choice but to shoot her. It was a justified shooting. And then the people who out there want to say, oh, but Black Lives Matter, blah, blah, blah. There's a difference between a woman climbing through a broken window in the Capitol with guns drawn on her as there is to a man being pinned to the pavement with a knee to his throat, and I believe it was three other officers also kneeling on him at the time. There's a difference between that and a man sitting in his own living room watching his own TV on his own couch and having an off-duty officer come in and shoot him, and she claims that she thought she was in her house. I understand apartments can look the same, but there is no way they are pre-furnished, pre-decorated, and everything inside looks the same so that as soon as you walk in, you don't realize you're in, your, in the wrong place. No, that's lunacy right there. Do not buy it. There's also a difference when an officer at a Black Lives Matter protest walks his bike and runs both tires over the head of someone protesting. One, I can understand possibly a mistake because you didn't see where you were going. Two is intentional. By the second tire, you've realized you've run over somebody, you're looking, and you're moving that other tire so you don't do it again unless it's intentional. There's another video of a man standing in the middle of the road with his arms in the air listening to the officer who's in front of him doing everything that officer tells him to do while the other officer comes around from behind jumps up and kicks him in the back completely obeying the other officer gets kicked in the back for no reason that's wrong yeah that's that's the injustice that people are mad about this well, also not to mention these were um, at cities. Now, this was taking place, the insurrection was taking place at our nation's capital against our own government. They were rising up against our own government. What? Mm -hmm. Who does that? Well, the other thing I keep pointing out to people, and they really have no defense when you point it out to them. The Republicans, I saw it with not naming Merrick Garland as Supreme Court Justice. I've seen it with everything that I point out to the Republicans of what's being done wrong. Well, the Democrats said they wouldn't appoint a SCOTUS Justice during election year. Democrats did appoint a SCOTUS Justice that year, by the way. Well, what about the Black Lives Matters protests? Are you going to say they were fine and this wasn't? It's a Republican tactic. Let's take what somebody else did wrong and use it as a defense for what we do wrong. And it's got to stop. And also, during the BLM protests, 10,000 people got arrested. Let me repeat that. 10,000 people got arrested. And, and heaven forbid they're going after these white supremacists, these proud boys. Well, you know what? In all of the violence... And all of the protests, all across the nation, 19 people died as a result of the Black Lives Matter protests. In a few hours, 
five people died, and a couple of days later, another officer committed suicide due to this one riot. I didn't know about suicide. Tell me about that. I don't know exactly, because it was, like, a few days after the riot, and it was a Capitol Police Officer. It was a Capitol Police Officer, and I'm sure that's not the only thing that was going on in his life, but that was quite a big thing, and I'm sure it was the last straw. But... Another thing to point out with the Black Lives Matter protests is I did not see any politician saying, do it, destroy your city, burn down buildings. I did see Trump say, you can't take your government back unless you use force. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. I'll be with you. Those were Trump's words. Giuliani's words that same day. Trial by combat. Trial by combat, yeah. I found that story, by the way. It just says, Veteran cop, veteran Capitol Cop reportedly commits suicide days after the riot in D.C. And it was done, what, the riot was on a Wednesday? Yes. Well, this was done, he committed um, um, suicide on Saturday. He was only 51 years old. Um, they said they do not know the circumstances of why he committed suicide and just goes on to say that it is unclear um, what is going on in his personal life, but said it was a truly tragic day. Um, his death came as the department was still mourning the officer, Brian Signick, who was pepper sprayed and fatally bludgeoned to death by a fire extinguisher. Ugh. And Ooh. And let's also remember all these people that talk about how great Trump was. Trump refused to drop the flags to half-mast until Saturday, three full days after the officer died. He finally dropped the flags to half-mast. Can we all just agree that Trump is a garbage human? I mean, really? Well, apparently we can't, because 70-some million people voted for him again. Well, I think a lot of people... Now, I read where a lot of people are changing that after the Capitol riot, within a couple days, I saw an article somewhere that they reportedly hit down that 6,000 people has already changed their affiliation from Republican to Democrat because of that happened. Well, very notice, notable one, Colin Powell. Colin Powell stated publicly he no longer feels like he's a Republican. So, that was their hero a few years ago. They wanted to run for president. The guy they're supporting now is the guy that chased him off. So, yeah. I I was talking this over with, um, I'm not going to say who it was, because I don't want to say who they were, because they may not appreciate it. But, um, he's he's a staunch Republican and Trump supporter. And um, he said that um, that the Republicans just lost their way. And the true Republicans, uh, the last of the true Republicans died with John McCain. When he oh. died, the Republican Party died. He said then it becomes the, the party of Trump. 
Well, I can say there were a few, and I've given them compliments, the last couple of weeks, Mike Pence really did earn a little bit of respect for the way he handled things. That much respect. But still, and for the people out there, Paul had his fingers just barely open because, you know, they can't see what you're doing in, in podcast land. They can only hear it. Sorry. But, yeah. but <laughs> on the day of the riots, he did the right thing. He did not do like Trump and completely abandon the inauguration because he's not going to be in it. And whatever happened to Trump's whole party that he was going to throw himself before he left so he could try and steal the thunder from Biden. You remember all that? Yeah, it, it didn't happen. 21 gun salute and the band playing and all that. That's what he wanted. What got me is, where was this Mike Pence the whole four years? Where was this Mitch McConnell the whole four years? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, they uh, finally stand up to take, him when he's on his way out. Did it take someone to threaten your life to actually open your eyes and go, oh, there's an insurrection going on here. I could possibly lose oh. my life and it's all and, Trump's fault. And people need to remember that officer that they've talked about constantly, the one who pushed one of the rioters and led them down the other way on the hall, away from the chambers, Mike Pence, his wife, and child were about a hundred feet from that location, had not been evacuated yet. Very likely, that officer saved the life of Mike Pence and possibly his wife and child. Because these people were out for blood. They did not care who got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I saw where, um, where the Capitol Police officer came running up, and it's like motioned him to follow him, kind of like, but all they had to do is make a right and go down that hallway, because I saw maybe like two of them, like, turn down that hallway and look, like, on the down that hallway, and that's exactly where they was at, down that hallway, and it's like, they went chasing after him up the, up the stairs, and I was like, oh, that man is awesome. And they were talking about him being for the middle, and I was like, absolutely, he deserves it. And, oh, yeah. and I've oh, said many times, I do not agree with Mike Pence as a politician. There was nothing about his career that has struck me as good. He is very... Gay conversion therapy. He is very prejudiced. He claims to be a Christian, but does not understand what true Christianity is, apparently. And I'm telling you, he earned respect the last couple of weeks. Trump earned... Less respect than he ever had the last couple of weeks. Because. He have no respect. But, that's not, but I'm saying. There. He's never had any. Well, that was the whole thing. And that's why people were like, you should respect the president. I'm like, no, I'll respect the president when the president respects me. Trump didn't do that. He was. And everything about it proved that they were in it for the money and for themselves. Because. His daughter made the statement that she thought this whole thing might hurt her chances at running for president one day. And I'm like, instead of worrying about your own career, shouldn't you be worried about the country right now? I mean, isn't that the most important thing? Your career can come later. 
obviously you don't care about the country. That's all it comes down to. Well, that's all that matters is the optics. That's all they cared about. But, all they cared about was having the presidential... All Trump cared about was having <coughs> the, the, t- the title of president. He didn't want to run the country. He didn't want to do any of that. He just wanted the title, just like him being at Trump Tower and, and the head of Trump, the Trump business. He didn't want to run the place. He didn't want to do none of that. He had all of his lackeys to do it for him. Well, he's... All he wanted to do was golf and, and get, on, get on his iPhone and tweet out. And, and you know, people. something else I thought about the other day, and I don't know if I just missed it, but you know how every year he bragged about donating his salary? What happened to his salary for 2020? I never heard a word about it being donated. I don't know. It's exhausting to keep up with it. I mean, I know that the first year he donated it to the parks and such after he cut their budget by millions, gave them a paltry $100,000. Like, that made up for the millions they were out. Yeah, that might, that might buy a couple lawnmowers. But, and then he complained about how they weren't taking care of the forests and that's what was causing all these wildfires it's like you cut their funding by millions of dollars how are they going to yeah. do it we should go out there and rake the forest um, grounds don't you know that Chris well you know what he's the one who's donating his money he's the one who cut the budget he's the one who's saying that's the reason why didn't his fat butt get out there and do it? Because he is Donald Trump. But on on the topic of Trump, this is from Variety. SAG-AFTRA to hold hearing on expelling Trump over Capitol attack. And my question to that was, why is Trump in SAG-AFTRA? I don't even know what that is. I can't remember what AFTRA stands for, and I don't think it's in this story. But SAG is Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, I know that. But... And he has... The only things he's acted in, from my understanding, are things where they filmed in his locations, and his stipulation was for them to film there. He had to be in it. Well, plus, well, he, he did do a cameo in Home Alone, and there's a lobby to get him removed from that movie. Did but, you know that? But... <laughs> That that cameo again, it was filmed in one of his properties. Okay. Because he forced himself in there. I've got it on. Um, I, I got what SAG after means. Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, is an American labor union representing approximately 160,000. Film and television actors, journalists, radio personalities, recording artists, singers, blah, 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 and internet influencers, fashion models, and other media professionals. So that's what that is. Then there's also this story from Variety, and it's just a duh kind of story. After Twitter banned Donald Trump, election misinformation online plunged dramatically. Of course it did, because he's not there putting forth a false narrative. People didn't have anything to repeat, because he wasn't talking. That reminds me, um, there was an article brought up 
about how the um, what is it those goons what's their names um, QAnon something was supposed to have happened during the inauguration where Biden was taken out or something to that degree before the inauguration happened for Biden to take control and somehow Trump would be back in there for another four years and since that really since all it was just a bunch of nothing and you know that was there is an outcry there's videos in fact um, I'll send you the tweet <laughs> it shows one of the QAnon members sobbing and crying you were supposed to take control what happened you left us you went to Mar-a-Lago and you left us what are we gonna do now I mean she literally is losing her crap about this about her about him leaving to go to Mar-a-Lago. Well, it's like I said. At one minute they were, look at us, we're big and strong, we stormed the Capitol. The next minute is, well, they're being mean to us, they won't let us fly on a plane, well. It's like. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know. They have they consequences. Can't <laughs> they can't vote, they can't have guns, they can't, I mean. There's all sorts of stuff. I mean, they can't fly anywhere now. I mean, was it really worth it to, like, try to, you know, just, it's just, like I said earlier, it's exhausting to me. I just can't do it. I can't deal with those people. Well, another story, this is from NBC News on January 17th. I'm sure you saw this news along the way. Twitter suspends GOP rep Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I hope you're going to say Mark Getz. No, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was suspended for 12 hours Sunday, saying she has repeatedly run afoul of the company's misinformation policy. Of course, wasn't she the one at the inauguration that had the mask that said censored on it? I don't know about that. I think she was. Oh, and, I cared about Lauren Boebert to get her uh, butt kicked off Twitter and Oh, but you were you were talking about the the conspiracy about the QAnon having Pence do something to take him out and put Trump in. There was another one, and I have not seen any valid source of it, so I don't know if it was a joke or if it was a real conspiracy they were trying to pass along on T on the social media. <coughs> but there was one that said they were going to do the face-off conspiracy. They were going to switch Biden and Trump's faces so that Biden would be Trump and Trump would still be in office. And I was like, have you seen a comparison of those two fellas? Trump's like twice the size of Biden. So how did they get the body switched? Like I said, I don't know if it was a joke and somebody misread it, but... You know, part of me really wants to get in these QAnon chat rooms somehow and just read the craziness that they're doing, but I'm afraid I'd get on a government watch list. Probably would right now. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> just to see how stupid people are. <laughs> 
But let's transition to the pandemic now. <coughs> As you can hear, I still have not gotten rid of the cough. It is so much better than it was. And I'm finally back at work. I've worked two days this week. And worked the whole day, both days. The first day back, I went and started having a coughing fit about an hour prior to when I could take my cough syrup again. So... The timing worked out pretty good there. Yes, um, yesterday I went to work, and my cough was worse when I woke up. It was worse all day, worse when I got to work, and a couple hours in the shift, my cough got better. I don't know what caused it, but I'm hoping that I'm finally on the upward swing and getting rid of this thing, because <coughs> this is now the fifth week of coughing. Not when I cough, but there are times like when I'm in the shower and the steam is always because you know I've got bad allergies, dust mites, pollens, molds, and spores. So my allergies are year round, and I always have phlegm. And so when I'm in the shower, the steam makes it come out more. And when I wake up, I usually have a good bit to spit out, <coughs> but. The cough is not bringing it up. <laughs> well, I hate that. The worst thing with the cough, though, is as it goes on, I'll be coughing and get really lightheaded. Like, near passing out lightheaded. And even though the cough's better, that's gotten worse. Really? So, that's yeah. not good. So, that's, that's another issue that I'm having, but... And, of course, they say these symptoms can last for half a year or more. So, well, at least you can look at it this, like this. You're going to have abs of steel. No, I won't, because <laughs> I've eaten so much junk food while I was out and not going anywhere and staying at home. And so I, I'm, up underneath there from all the coughing, you're going to have an eight-pack. Yeah, but it's, it's got to it's gotta get to there first and... Like, I, I weighed myself at work the other day, and I had gained another 10 pounds. Jeez, I was like, that's not good. Weight, but I'm, I'm now in the process of working on that. I've been up um, back during the summer and springtime. I like to walk a lot. So, um, there at the furniture mart where I work at, it's 1.1 million square feet of sharing floor space in that building. There's lots to walk in. So, in the evenings, and sometimes during the day, I'll take a... a like during the day, I'll take a quick five or ten minute break and go out in the mall, out in the mart, and walk for ten minutes at a good high pace to get my heart rate up. And then my Apple Watch actually helps me out with that, monitoring my uh, health levels and also my heartbeat and um, activity levels and stuff like that. So it, it actually encourages you to keep being active. And so. Um, by the, by the end of the night, whenever I go home from work, I, I walk about 15 or 20 minutes after work, and I've got all my activity rings closed for the day, so it makes me feel good. So it makes me know that I'm doing something. And I've changed my eating habits, too. I'm, I'm not drinking so many sugary drinks during the day, but I'm only drinking two. And, um, you know, it's baby steps, so um, you 
I, I, I gained 16 pounds during all this since October. 16 pounds. I feel like a big old fat cow. Uh, until I was out of work, I don't think I gained any, but... Well, see, the bad thing for me is because whenever I had that surgery where they cut my abdomen open all the way down to my navel and all the way up to the bottom of my chest here, so that scar is stretching right now. Every little ounce that I, uh, I gain, and it hurts. So the more weight I gain, the more pressure puts against that scar. But right now, I'm hurting from eating those. I shouldn't have done that, but I ate those two slices of cake. Shut up. I should have ate a peanut butter sandwich, but I really wanted the cake. <laughs> but I'll get up in the morning, eat my egg sandwich, get my coffee, and out the door. So it's a new day. Yeah. But moving on, though, the NT... Well, no, it's just, I don't have any anywhere to go with that, so I was just like, this story... Oh, by the way, I don't, I don't do any of that, but let's go ahead and talk about something else. So. Well, it's back to the pandemic. This is where I was going to begin with. This is from NPR.org. Pandemic drastically cut emissions from cars, the lone exception, SUVs. It's In the article, it says that the world's energy-related emissions overall fell by 7%, but SUVs increased by a half percent. So, in other words, people, don't drive your SUVs unless you need it for snow or terrain. That's what I'm they're sure for. I'm talking about mine. It's I'm all. An SUV now. All SUVs is included in this. Mine is a 1.4-liter turbo. It ain't the big gas hogs. Still. I get 34 miles per gallon with this thing. Still. So I'd say it's more like a car. I, I still miss my Corolla, which got about 40 miles to the gallon. When I got my Honda Civic out there, it does 45. I just don't like driving it so much because it's, it's hand-cranked down windows, and there's no electric anything to it. It's like driving a... Horseless carriage. <laughs> oh, that's what it feels like. Shut up. So, so basically, what you're saying is you're spoiled and pampered, and unless you get it your way, you can't have it. Well, no, I love my Honda. It's been, it was wheeled to me from my mama. I love it, and it gets great gas mileage. It runs good. And it looks good. But I, I love the creature comforts of having my touch screen and. And my electronic, my, my remote control start, my, you know, all that. That Buick is, what I got is eat up with, like, all sorts of options on it. Well, as we move on from the Paul Whining show, the, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but this was, this was a wonderful story that I saw okay. that came from the pandemic. This is from Yahoo and CNN. UK plumber has helped over 2,000 vulnerable families fix heating and plumbing during the pandemic for free. Are you serious? It, the article reads, Thousands of elderly and disabled individuals in the UK have received emergency heating and plumbing repairs at no cost during the pandemic thanks to a kind-hearted plumber. James Anderson, 53, of Burnley, a town in Lancashire, England, has provided over 2,000 free emergency repair services for the disabled and elderly community during the pandemic, he told CNN. Quote, 
From the beginning of 2020 and through the pandemic, we have worked seven days a week to deliver what the people need, Anderson wrote in a post to Facebook. We have faced the fight with you and continue to do so until the end. We will never abandon you. So, wow, good for him. There are heroes in the pandemic. He, now, he is doing the Lord's work there, Chris. Definitely. He's, there is no denying that he is an amazing individual who deserves all the recognition in the world. So, yes. remember this when people in this country... Remember, we have about 21 million more confirmed cases in the UK. We have not taken it seriously. We are now over, well over, 400,000 deaths in this country. It is ridiculous the way people continue to ignore this pandemic. And it's like you and I were talking before we went on, the, the Facebook posts will post something about... COVID-19, and people will hit the laugh reaction on them. And I'm like, this is not funny. And if if you think about it, it affects everybody, whether you believe the virus is real or not. If they're in the hospital from COVID-19 and the hospital fills up, you are in a wreck. The ambulance brings you to the hospital and they have no room for you. Is it still funny? You know, it could very well affect you because you don't know if you're going to be in a wreck or not. I'm going to tell you what happened this week uh, at work. Um, I've re- at my day job at the furniture mart, I've really cracked down on mask wearing, especially when it comes to customers. You know, at TJ Maxx, um, I uh, work the front door having people put on their masks and count people as they're leaving and entering the building. So it's it's second nature for me to ask someone to put on a mask. I mean, I don't think anything about it. But this week, I had a lady, um, I asked the gentleman, I said, there's came a shopping and there's within 10 feet of me. The gentleman, the lady was back this way somewhere, but the gentleman was in front of me. I said, sir, do you have a mask to use with us while we're inside the store? He said, yeah, I got it. Let me, I'll put it on for you. So he put it on. No questions asked. None. He starts shopping and he said, he um, asked me some questions about the furniture. Well, I got to the woman and here come the woman come by me. I said, ma'am, do you have a mask to wear with us today? And she looked at me square, I mean, square in the face and said, I'm leaving the store. That's okay. It's always, it's always the women I don't understand that are just mean and hateful about it. The guys always, when I ask them, they put it on. No questions asked. They don't give me a fit. But the women, oh, my God. I mean, it's like I'm asking them for one of their boobs or for a kidney. I don't understand. But, yeah, it's it's this, this she refused to put it on. But she had it in her hand. She had it in her hand, Chris. Uh, nothing surprises me anymore. It's... And she just snapped at me. I'm leaving your store. Well, the other thing I, I want to ask people is, and I'm sure there's everybody knows at least someone who does it, if not themselves, but how many times you hear, this is a Christian nation, even though it's not. It's not a Christian nation. It's a nation that basically was started because 
the oppression of the Church of England caused them to come here to get away from it so they could have their own religion. It's not a Christian nation. But even our, even second... Our found, even our Constitution says it's based on a... Uh, um, it's... Oh God, what is the state? It's, it even says based on freedom from religion. Freedom from religion. But You have your own right to worship anyone you want. Freedom of religion, that's what it is. There is nowhere says we're a Christian nation. Nowhere. Nowhere. But isn't the Christian thing to do is take care of others? And those people that are screaming, I'm losing my freedoms, and I don't have to wear a mask. You can't make me. I'm not scared I'm not wearing a mask. One, they show an extreme lack of understanding because the mask is not to keep you from getting it. The mask is to prevent you spreading it to somebody else, which I believe we talked about on the show before where my brother's family did not get it when I insisted on we all wear masks. And I was definitely positive when I went there. Didn't know it because I didn't have any symptoms. But, like I said, didn't know who I'd been around, didn't know who they'd been around. It was best we protect ourselves. So, we did. And I just don't understand why all these people that claim to be Christian refuse to wear a mask and protect others. It makes absolutely no sense. Well, Chris, they probably say their God will protect them. Well, they really do say that. And and to that, I always point out, that's why God gave us science. That's right. If you get in a car wreck, you don't rely on God to get you better. You rely on doctors and medicine, which is science. Well, you first off, you rely on that seatbelt and the and the strength of that car to protect you. Which is also science. That's also science, yeah. So, but, anyway, we could go on about the stupid people in the world and have for far too long, so, fantastic news. It's all entertainment from here on out, but this one really, really makes me happy. This is from TVLine.com. The Muppet Show, headed to Disney+. Plus. All five seasons coming in February. It will begin we were just streaming. About this, weren't we? I don't know if we were or not, but I love the Muppet Show. It comes to Disney Plus on February nineteenth. It's a Friday, so what will I be watching first? The Linda Carter episode. You better believe it. Awesome. I have not seen her episode in decades. I'm ready to see it again. Shows. Oh, I would be glad to do it. Because I know Linda Carter didn't do anything Wonder Woman related that I remember, but Miss Piggy did a Wonder Woman spoof in it. Oh, did she? Yes. So that I do know. But... Well, that'll be fine. <coughs> some more great news from the world of entertainment. Of course, National Treasure that everybody loves, and you can't help but love her, Betty White turned 99 this past weekend, and news came out just prior to her turning 99 that she was releasing DVDs and digital, the pet set. It will be coming out on February 23rd, 
It's going to be streaming via Apple TV, Google Play, and Prime Video. It does not say if Apple TV will be free with subscription, but I do know it's being sold digital and DVD on February 23rd. The Pet Set was a show where she invited celebrities on with their pets. And being a pet lover that I am, being the pet lover that Betty White is, this show I've never seen, I've heard about it, and would love to watch every episode. So, not only did she turn 99, but we're getting 39 half-hour episodes that we haven't seen forever or ever for some of us. So... Yep, lots of good news from Betty White there. And now I've, pretty much everything else I have is superhero related. Start off with Marvel because DC has quite a bit of news this week. The Charlie Cox has been rumored to be seen on the set of the new Spider-Man movie filming with Tom Holland. Charlie Cox, for those who don't realize was Daredevil on the Netflix series. There is no confirmation, no announcements, but if he was there to play Daredevil, then maybe they will finally improve the Spider-Man movies in the Marvel Universe. Because, quite honestly, I've not been real thrilled with them. And... Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and with the Marvel movies, like, you know, when the Civil War, when the Captain America Civil War, that's when we first met Spider-Man, was that what, wasn't that it? When they in the movies is when they brought him in, yeah, and it, it was a complete bastardization of the story. And then they, then that was the, the, then they come out with the first Tom Holland movie, and then the second Tom Holland Homecoming movie, and Far From Home. Do um, I... Homecoming and then Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home was... It was less to be desirable than the first one. I wish to... I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in there, I do know it's Mysterio. 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 Or something like that. Mysterio. Mysterio. I mean, that was a little... You know, I, I just... For some reason, but anyways... It was very entertaining to watch, but uh, I hope they do something different with the third one that they're coming out with. I hope they do it better. Like I said, they have screwed up Spider-Man so bad. And I was like, for the company that owns the character, has done the character for decades... And this is what they end up giving us. Aunt May's a sex kitten. Peter Parker has no real issues other than a rich guy takes away his toys. Like, I'm not talking about the world around him. I'm talking about, like, personal issues. Allergies, money problems, job problems, girl problems, whatever. He's supposed to be the everyday man. And I don't feel that with this character. That was Stanley's purpose. Spider-Man was a pretty good one. I like that one. Yep. And see, that was the whole point of Spider-Man throwing out the zingers and one-liners is because as Peter Parker, he was 
afraid and too timid to do it. In the mask, he got all bravado and was able to do it. Yeah, and I really, it's like I've got one of my friends. He thinks the best Spider-Man version was the, what was the original one? What was his name? Well, are you talking about theatrical movie or animation or TV series? You know what I'm talking about. Before the one before Andrew Garfield. Tobey Maguire? uh, He thought Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. I'm like, "Mm, no, you really need to watch the the Garfield ones. And he goes, I refuse to. da 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 and I thought, no, he really embraces the true character of Spider-Man. Well, see, I, I see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. If you combine them together and take aspects from both characters, you have Spider-Man. I don't see that you could combine. If you take those two and combine them with Tom Holland, take the parts from those characters and nothing from Tom Holland's character, then you can get Spider-Man. But that's the only way you can bring Tom Holland in the mix. Because they really don't have it that well done that hadn't been done. And Do you remember what? Do you remember the Spider Man that came on like in the late seventies? Yep. Uh, in the eighties? Do you know television? Do you know that it was Nicholas Hammond who played Peter Parker Spider Man in that? And do you know what famous movie he was in? Don't let me guess Wonder Woman. No. There's no denying it's a famous movie. Okay, Star Wars. It's from the 60s. Oh, I don't know. He was one of the Von Trapp kids. Oh, are you serious? I am dead serious. Wow. That's awesome. Nicholas Hammond, Von Trapp kid, goes on to play Spider-Man. But... Next up was, this is all DC now, the cinemablend.com <coughs> has reports that they may not be releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League in four weekly installments. It may be one four-hour presentation. Because the, the article reads, Zack Snyder took to Vero to give fans an update about his progress on the Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Fans then took to the comment section to ask questions, hoping that the filmmaker would answer. One fan asked Snyder whether the cut would re- would be released as a series or one shot of a movie. To this, Snyder simply replied, one shot. So, instead of four one-hour parts, it may be one four-hour film. That'll suck. Well, it's going to be streaming on HBO Max. So... You can stop it and come back to it as you please. <laughs> well, yeah, true, but I don't like doing that. I like to watch straight through. Oh, by the way, I started rewatching uh, Wonder Woman, and I think I'm not, I'm not quite halfway through with it yet. Oh, the, the movie? Yeah. It is better the second time, though, isn't it? It is. It's, it makes more sense. Um but I still don't see how you don't get that that guy, the, the villain guy in that, does not resemble Trump. Con man, taking everybody's money. Because I always evil. saw Trump as wanting to be Lex Luthor. Because he's Trump. You know, the, the, the whole reason I say he's Lex Luthor, who was Lex Luthor's biggest enemy? 
that would be Superman. Exactly. An illegal alien. Who works for the press. Billionaire businessman. Be became president in the comics. Trump hates the press unless they are talking good about him. Trump hates immigrants. Trump was a billionaire businessman. And Trump was president. Trump was only a billionaire on paper. There's no way he's a billionaire. He inflated well, his... Even Michael Cohen said he inflated his wealth. He, it still works because Lex Luthor was only a billionaire on paper because he was just in stories. So there you go. I still, okay. He's maybe part Trump, maybe part Lex Luthor. I don't care, but the man's truly vile. But moving on anyways, because we're not going back down that rabbit hole. This is don't from, you know we're famous for going to tangents there, Chris? This is from Variety. Titans Season 3 casts Savannah Welch as Barbara Gordon. If you don't know who Barbara Gordon is, she was Batgirl. Batgirl. And in the stories, she gets uh, gets shot in the in by the Joker as Barbara Gordon, not as Batgirl, gets paralyzed, ends up in a wheelchair, and then becomes the Oracle, running Birds of Prey, which is why I had a problem with the Birds of Prey movie, because it was not the comics. It was... Barbara Gordon was not in it. They were just... It was basically Harley Quinn with some other people. That's basically what Birds of Prey movie was. And so I was very disappointed in it. But... And somebody, I don't know anything about Savannah Welch, and I haven't looked it up, but somebody said on the DC community that she actually had her leg amputated, which would be able to play into the whole Barbara Gordon being paralyzed thing. I don't know if it will. The, that's what they said on the on the community. Like I said, I don't know anything about this actress, and I don't know if that's true. And she's going to be playing Batgirl? She's playing Barbara Gordon. They did not say she's playing Batgirl. Well, Barbara Gordon, it's like saying she's playing, um, it's like she's playing Diana Prince. No, it's not. I just went over the history of Batgirl with you, where she got I shot, paralyzed, and became the Oracle. Playing, but if she's playing what you call her, she had to be playing Batgirl. No, she doesn't. This could be uh, after she's been shot and is no oh. longer Batgirl. Oh. See? Okay. If you would pay attention to what I'm saying, you would understand these things. I have extenuating circumstances, sir. My brain is mush right now. Well, as opposed to any other time? You know what? I'm getting ready to hang up. <laughs> yeah, you keep threatening that, but then you keep coming back. <laughs> I know. I know. So, what's this girl's name again? Uh, Savannah Welch. Okay, we'll look her up while you continue. Okay, talk. well, the next stories, there's only two more that I have. They are both for the CW. 
From Deadline.com, Superman and Lois sets expanded series premiere and special, The Flash season debut is pushed. It will be all Superman and Lois on the CW on Tuesday night, February 23rd. The network will be devoting the entire night to the present day drama series with an expanded 90 minute series premiere beginning at 8 p.m., followed by a half hour special, Superman and Lois Legacy of Hope at 9 30. To accommodate the additional programming, the Flash season premiere will move one week later, now airing at 9 p.m. Tuesday, March 2nd. The Flash originally was scheduled to premiere at 8 p.m. Tuesday, February 23rd, followed by the series premiere of Superman and Lois at 9 p.m. And the reason I pause there is because it actually says was scheduled to premiere at 8 p.m. Tuesday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. They added an extra eight at eight PM that they didn't need. Well, I looked this up right quick. Um, Savannah Welch is an actual amputee. Um, she lost one of her legs in a 2016 accident, so it is true she is an amputee, and she has become a spokesperson and an advocate for the disability community. Well, then it sounds but like they're, they're probably going with the Oracle storyline. But it's also confirms here that um, Savannah Welch shares a stunt training video confirming Barbara Gordon will see some action. So that's all, there's a story there also. Well, so she's going to be doing something. They, again, in the costume, it can be a stunt person and you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> because half of her face is covered and her whole body's covered, so... And then okay. for close-ups on her face, you can put her in the costume. The, the amputated leg is not going to be an issue. So, yeah. okay. but I, I do believe that she's going to be Oracle. And I already thought that because Dick Grayson was already established. They had brought in um, Jason Todd, who was the new Robin after Dick Grayson became Nightwing. Didn't work out quite the same way on the show. They had Dick Grayson was still Robin while Batman had a new Robin with him. But but Titan season two was really really good and a lot of storyline. With her, see her leg up in the yep. air. That's her but, leg. But you got to remember, you keep showing me these things, but the people out there can't see them. So I know, but I'm showing it to you. But I want you to see that. That's I see a that picture of her, and she's got a tight body on her. She must God. Sure, but the Superman and Lois Legacy of Hope special says will feature sneak peeks and interviews with cast of the new series, as well as special guests discussing the legacy of the Man of Steel, which tells me they're probably putting together interviews from past or actors from the past doing brand new interviews. So definitely looking forward to that. And... Finally, as we're wrapping up here, the I don't know if Paul ever did get the chance to watch it, but I'll be reviewing the season two premiere of Batwoman in the second half. The, <coughs> the ratings really drastically dropped from the original series premiere. The 80% drop from Ruby Rose's premiere to Javicia Leslie's premiere, but 
in this one's defense, the CW is just now starting back with new programming, so people aren't used to new shows being on there yet, and they are up against football. And not just regular season football, it's the playoff games. So, but they're huge ratings winners. So, those are going to be drawbacks to the show. What's that, what's that thing you see with Julie Andrews standing on top of that mountain? She's spinning around and says, this is me not caring about who wins football games. Okay, that's me. Well, I'm spinning on top of that mountain now. <laughs> it's like a few years ago when I was waiting for the Madonna concert to begin. That, that was me. Oh that God. was all I cared about. Love that performance. I was at my friend Greg's house and he has a 70-inch gigantic mood TV. I sat right there in front of it watching every bit of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, who's performing this year? The I couldn't tell you. I haven't paid any attention. Unless it's something that hits my radar, I don't pay any attention to it. Because, quite honestly, Super Bowl Sunday, I typically watch superhero stuff. Movies, TV shows, whatever. And make it Super Sunday that way. But, But that is it for the news. Like I said, we will be back in a few. We were, What was the name of that show? The, the show that you oh. watched, what was the name of the show you watched? Oh, that was the, the Book of Secrets. America's Book of Secrets, the yeah. first episode of second season, which is on Netflix. We'll be reviewing that, the Batwoman series, or season two premiere, and WandaVision premiere that is now on Disney+. Plus. So stay tuned. <laughs> back. First up, we're going to pick apart the America's Book of Secrets. This is available on Netflix. On Bing, they have the other guys rating it TV.com 5.6 out of 10, IMDb 6.8 out of 10. And I don't know where they got those people because this was Paul's choice. We're, we're going to throw Paul under the bus right now. This was his choice. And I got through about 20 or 25 minutes of the first episode and gave up. It, this is basically um, ancient aliens with America's Secrets. And this episode, all that I saw was an episode of Ancient Aliens put under a different title. I don't know what the, the other episodes are, but this episode did not bring any desire to watch another episode at all. I think I've talked about the last show um, that the whole reason why I picked this one was because it was um, trending for Netflix that people were watching it. So, you know, I was thought, hey, Book of Secrets has got to do something with Washington, D.C. It's got to have something to do with, because it was showing, you know, the White House. Uh, you know, I've always been intrigued about... I've read all sorts of books about the White House and all this other stuff, and I thought, 
wow, this would be some secrets, you know, like some staffers say, hey, there's a hidden exit here, blah, blah, blah. No. No. Let let me tell you, the, the very beginning of the episode when they're doing the intro with the music, it immediately made me say, shenanigans. Because they are talking about this book that only a certain number of people know to exist. If that were the case, how did they find out about it to report this show? So, yeah, I was I was done right then. Only about half paid attention to it, to be honest, because it just did not pull me in. And... I couldn't take but about half the episode and finally just said, screw it, I'm done. Well, and I, have, I, mean, I, did make it. I will say, I have not stopped watching anything that we've been reviewing, but this one, I could not continue. There was just no way. Okay, this was, was this worse than the um, fan-based Friday the 13th in YouTube? As far as the what they're doing with what they have... Yes, this is worse. The script to Friday the 13th fan film is worse than the script to this. This is a more professional script. But... So you're still trashing the Friday the 13th yes. film from YouTube? Yes. You think it's worse than this? The, the script... I'm literally dying here. Well, while I smack so Paul around... I said it's more entertaining than this, but the script is worse than this. This is a more professionally written script. You see where I'm going with this now? Anyway. Oh, you lost it a long time ago, but that's neither here nor there. But, but basically, for those out there who have not watched this, this is Ancient Aliens being done as government secrets and even the guy with the terrible hair who I cannot take seriously as a doctor as they say he's a doctor just cannot take him seriously with that hair he is also in this show so it's, it, they, should, they should call it Ancient Aliens Part 2 I mean anyways or I'm really if, if if you watch History Channel and you watch Ancient Aliens, you've seen this show then. Yep, and I've seen them and I didn't like Ancient Aliens and that was why I couldn't get through more than half of this episode. I mean, I mean I've mean, i watched Ancient Aliens many times before just to see what you know the wackos are saying. Um, but this was... It is... It was just, oh, and also, you can see, other, if you pull up the I am whatever, DB, whatever it is, here is more shows like this, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, because it's obviously the same people that do it. This was probably so, done for the History Channel originally. But it's just... Oh, there's like, a, there's tons of one-star ratings down through there, by the way. Are we surprised? Uh... 
There is no trivia to be listed for it either. It's all fiction. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not even bothering to rate it. It was just not worth it. What about you? Nah, there's. I'll give it a one. Uh, I couldn't even be bothered to give it a rating. Negative five hundred. So it's beneath you. It is. Hey, so hey, you at least gave the um, the rating for the uh, what was it for the fan based uh, Friday the Thirteenth film? You at least gave it a two. Yeah. But that was because it was a fan film. That's why they got that high. If it had been a professionally done film exactly the same way, it would not have gotten a rating either. They had a $50,000 budget. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. For what they had to work with. That's what I was saying. For what they had to work with, it was better than what these people had to work with on America's Book of Secrets. But the script is much better on America's Book of Secrets than it was on Friday the 13th. Okay, you know, I want to keep bringing that up as a, a, uh, the Friday the 13th film. And so when something sucks, I'll say, which one did you prefer, prefer more, the Friday the 13th fan base film? Well, let, let, me, let me just point out to you that you are the one who keeps picking the duds. Like, at least the ones that I pick tend to be really good. You pick really bad stuff. You just gave it a one. You just gave this a one, and you picked yeah, but, it. <laughs> you remember a couple of weeks ago, I picked a very critically acclaimed film, and that was Mary Poppins. I didn't say everything you picked was bad, even though I didn't like Mary Poppins. I said, you're the one who tends to pick the really bad stuff. Okay, what we're, what, what we're doing next, let's just go ahead and do the next thing. <laughs> but... Did you get to ch- the chance to watch Batwoman? No. Okay. Well, you missed out. Um, this was bringing the new actress, Javicia Leslie, in as Batwoman. And honestly, that is a tough thing to do for any series. It doesn't matter what show it is. When you replace the lead actor or actress who is already established in that role, you have an uphill battle all the way. The story they put together for this was really strong. Unfortunately, it does not reflect that on IMDb. They gave it a 4.3 out of 10. I thought the way they changed over was done very well with fluid and fluidly and everything so I like the way what which bad woman are you looking at I'm looking at bad Um, woman 2019 yeah and season 2 episode 1 oh see I'm just looking at bad woman all together and it says 3.5 ratings yeah And for those out there who don't know, from the comics, Kate Kane is former military who was dishonorably discharged because she was a lesbian. 
She's living in Gotham City, and I can't remember what the origin in the comics was for her to take up the the cape and cowl. In the show, she's Bruce Wayne's cousin. That was not the case in the comics. But Ruby Rose, after a year on the series, during the pandemic, decided she did not want to return to the role. Rumor was that she was doing her own stunts and getting hurt, and she didn't want to do it anymore. But it was a gamble, bringing in somebody new, regardless of who it was. They really changed it up, because now Batwoman is a black woman named Ryan Wilder on the show. Because Ruby uh, Rose left and escaped King. Uh, now, Chris, I'm going to pick your movie-going brain, because you're really smart at this. Um, has any show at all... Listen, the, the, the Spider-Man's out the window. I'm talking about for like any kind of series like this. Has anything been successful after they've done that? Well, there was one definite. What? It wasn't the main star, but Lionel was two different people on the Jeffersons. Well, true. That, one, that, one, that did a good one. Um, so that was one that remained successful because they changed Lionel in the second season and then went back to the original actor in, I believe, the fifth season, and it ran for 11 seasons. So... But Lionel was a minor character. That's the only one coming to mind. I'm sure there's others. But right offhand, well, I just thought of another one. Bewitched. Dick York and Dick Sargent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, they can replace the actor or actress and still be very successful. Sometimes it doesn't have an impact, but... This is a, a whole different ball game here, too, because this is a comic book. So, you already have a fan base that's built in that expects a certain way it's done. And they did that in the first season, and were pretty accurate to the comics with some changes. This season, they had to replace the star... And they did the right thing, I think, by having a whole new person instead of the actress being replaced in the same role. Because I don't think that would have worked. And probably would have been the kiss of death for the series. But they did introduce some things. And one thing you would have been very interested in in this episode. They found the Batmobile. Which Batmobile? The Batmobile that Batwoman's going to be driving. Um, the, 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 which it's, one? The, it's their own Batmobile. It's uh, not one from I another you, movie. I thought you were talking about like the, like the old Batmobile. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to say how they find it. Because they didn't know it was there. But that's another change from the comics. Because Batwoman drives a motorcycle, not a Batmobile. That's but right. In this, in this story, Bruce Wayne has disappeared while well, he's left. And Batman has disappeared because people don't know that they're the same. And 
she finds out all this stuff by accident in the in the first episode and gets access to the bat cave and that's where she comes into it because it was actually her cousin's company so she had access to get in there and this time it's the and honestly the, the background they've given for Ryan Wilder makes her a very intriguing character she has a lot of hardships that she's having to deal with so they've already in just one episode they've really established a really good background story for this character so it makes me want to tune back in which I'm very thankful for because I really like the story they've got going and since Ruby Rose quit and they had to replace her this was probably the best way to do it you know what I'll, um, I'll watch this episode in the next week so I can see what else about. But it's 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 a strong story for sure, and they they give a reason for Kate Kane not coming back. And yeah, you have to suspend belief in certain things with how things fall in place there. And I'll I'll tell you about it after you watch the episode after we're not recording, oh. but. I'll read this one comment on here. The very first comment about that episode, it says, If you watched Batwoman, you may be entitled to a large cash settlement. Batwoman is so awful, I feel like there should be a lawsuit seeking damages for the pain and suffering that Ruby Rose has brought us. Well, see, I really think a lot of the hate for this show is because she is a lesbian. And... Ryan Wilder's character who replaces Ruby Rose is a lesbian. Kate Kane was a lesbian. And that's what Batwoman needs to be because that's the way she was designed. These, just the first five comments down through here, they're shredding it. Yeah, well like I said, it's... It's hard to replace an already established character. You've got to win the fans back over. For me, they did. I definitely am intrigued to stay watching this show. And well, it sounds like you are... What is it? You are... Uh, open-minded about it. You are what? Open-minded about it, whereas other people are not. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, it does say this here. It says, This is the first episode to feature the Batmobile. The Batmobile was supposed to appear in what would have been the season one penultimate episode if COVID hadn't happened. Caroline Dries explained, We had already prepped and created the Batmobile, and I already had that in my brain of like, Well, we have it. We're obviously going to use it. So ultimately we decided, Well, it's, it's great to use it in the premiere, of course, and I wanted to give Ryan a new mode of transportation ultimately. So she's going to adopt this car as her own. This 2021 Corvette kind of already looked like the chassis of what we were looking for, so our production designer souped it up, and then I sent photos of the mock-up to DC, and it goes through their channels, and they basically approved it. Yep. Found it. It looks good. It, see, it, I mean, you can tell 
it's definitely a Corvette. Well, uh, I couldn't because I don't know cars. Ah, uh, bless. But there's there's another little trivia thing on here about the Batmobile. It says the Batmobile, when it takes off, has flames coming out of the center four exhaust pipes. This design is an homage to the original Batmobile in the original series Batman from 1966 to 68 on television as the car design was supposed to be a jet engine and super fast. The actual car took 30 seconds to hit 50 miles per hour as it only went 50 miles per hour but looked great doing it. That car only could achieve 50 miles per hour? Yeah, the, the Batman 66 Batmobile. I guess because all that stuff weighing it down. Well, it was also... It was the 60s, and they didn't have the engines that we have today. I'm sorry. My dad had some hot rods from the 1960s, and those cars would fly. But how expensive were they? I'm not really sure, but... See, this was a TV show on a budget, so... They had a lot of other gimmicks they had to do. <laughs> but anyways, that, that Corvette looks badass. Here it is glowing. I guess you saw that. Glowing up underneath it. Yeah. Yep, it was all in the episode. It says, despite being a character created for, for the series, Ryan Wilder had her first appearance in Batgirl Volume 5, Number 50. The new Batmobile is so, a customized 2019 C7 Series Corvette. I remember back during the original Batman TV series, you know, the original Batman, where uh, 1960s Batman, when they introduced Batgirl. It was hmm. Batgirl, it wasn't Batwoman. No, it was Batgirl. This is this is a yeah. different character. Oh, I know, but she rode a motorcycle and. Um, Also, the Batgirl in, what was it, the um, the movies that came out that had the, the dude that played Batman forever, you know, he played in Batman forever, he played in Batman, and, you know. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian no, that Bale, was, the woman. That, that was Batman, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. She was, Batman she was Forever was Val Kilmer. Yeah, that was Catwoman. Catwoman the Dark Knight Rises. That drove the, the motorcycle in yeah. those movies. In The Dark Knight Rises, that was the only one she was in. Yeah, they didn't even introduce Robin ex until the very end of it, and that was horrible. I and, didn't go nowhere. and after they introduced him, they didn't go nowhere with it. Well, it was, it was a terrible introduction. It was completely wrong. There was so much wrong with Dark Knight Rises. I've watched it one time. I bought the Blu-ray and stuff, but there were so many things wrong with it. I got some customers. I got a lot of customers that came in from Philly because that's where they filmed all the Dark Knight movies. And she said, one of the customers said that um, her street was closed and she was next door to one of the movie sets. And she said her street in front of her house was closed down for like a solid month. Because that's where they were filming some of the chase sequences and stuff in front of her house. She said that was super cool watching them film that. And she said the big Batmobile tumbler thing going up and down the road every day. She said she really enjoyed it. And she had pictures on her cell phone of it. Yeah, I think I that was my cool. least favorite Batmobile ever. 
that Tumblr? Yeah. There was, there was nothing about that that said Batman to me. Not a thing. I loved it because that thing was real. And it, 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 the, I liked it that it was, it was the, all the functions on it was real. I do wish they had a bigger bat symbol on the Batmobile and Batwoman, but it still looks better than the Tumblr. Now, you know, if you remember back whenever the very first Bat- Batman came out back in, what was it, 1990, was it? The Batman movie with... Michael um, Keaton was 1989. The first Batman movie in the theaters 19, was 1966. No, 1967. Not when we were alive, Dingleberry, not back in the 60s. Well, you might have been I'm alive back then. The very first... The very first um, Batmobile in 1989 was actually a Corvette. So that was a real Corvette too. So I like that they brought back the Corvette to be a Batmobile. I don't know. I just know that the way they looked, the Tumblr was my least favorite. Oh, the Tumblr was my my, my, my favorite (laughs) by all means. I'm going to bring up that 1989 Corvette. 1989. That's pretty much all I have to say for this one. Like I said, they they came up with a strong story, good background for Ryan Wilder, good reason that Kate Kane is not there. It all makes sense when you watch it. It was well done. And... Yeah, I see it, but they can't see it out there, so there's no point in talking about it. Yeah, that's a that's that was a Corvette though. But I I I like the Batmobile. I don't know that, and the way they worked it in was perfectly sensible and was not forced. But I just I still prefer Batwoman on the motorcycle because that's what she always rode. But. But then, this is where they were going apparently anyways, was to a Batmobile instead of the Batcycle. So, it all works out. And like I said, it makes sense, so that's the most important thing. And most of the cast is back. They tied up a lot of the loose ends. One notable missing cast member besides Ruby Rose was the oh, I can't think of her name on the show but she was the newscaster and she never appeared on camera it was her voice reading news stories on the show while other things were on the screen you heard her voice it was Rachel Maddow from MSNBC oh, who, Rachel Maddow? Yeah, of course, in real life, is a lesbian. And worked perfectly for the show. Like I said, I cannot remember what her name on the show was. But she was in every episode of season one. And this time, nothing. And I don't think she ever went to Vancouver to film those lines. Because like I said, she never appeared on screen. So I don't know what happened that she couldn't film lines this time or that they didn't write them in. So that would be, would have been interesting for them to have that in the trivia here, but I'm not seeing it. So, 
that was the only other real big omission to the series that I saw. But overall, it was a strong episode. Like I said, it makes me want to tune back in and see where the story goes. I want to see them change the the costume to fit a black woman instead of the white woman that it was. Because they are going to turn the hair from pink into an afro. So it's going to be very obvious that she is a different character, which fits the show because... When Kate Kane started, she didn't have the hair coming out of the costume and ended up adding it to the, the suit as she went along. So people thought it was Batman back at first, and then she changed it to where it obviously wasn't Batman. Now they know it's Batwoman. And then they're going to transition where everybody knows that it's not the same Batwoman. So that tracks for the series. So everything they did really works if you look at it from an open mind perspective and give it a chance and like I said I'm definitely looking forward to more of this story I want to see some of the ends tied up from the first episode of this season because Ryan Wilder's got a lot on her plate and that's what I'm going to leave it at so when I looked it up Rachel Maddow was Vesper Fairchild it says 15 episodes but I thought she was in all 20 so it's possible she'll still come back and just... I missed some episodes along the way where she wasn't on them, but... So... As far as rating, I would give it a 3.5. I think it was a very strong episode. I think it has a lot to build on, but it has a lot of work to do to make up for what they've been given, so... Well, you're an optimist. Well, I, like I said, I really liked this episode. And I went into it not knowing how it was going to be because it was a new character. You know what's going to be really uh, neat about it for me? Because I've not seen any of them. Well, so I'm not going to know the difference. I, I really do suggest watching the first season before you watch this. Because it's really good. And it's 20 episodes in the first season... Probably 40 to 42 oh. minutes each. That's what I was going to ask, was how long was the So, next? you're not even 20 hours to get through it. But... But that brings us to the premiere of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Rotten Tomatoes' average tomato meter gives it 97%. And IMDb has it standing at 7.5 out of 10. And let me tell you, this is problematic with every Marvel show I think I've watched. Especially the ones from Marvel Studios. They don't explain anything for the fans that don't know what's going on. There's a lot of us out there who have never read any of the comics that this is based on. But we wanted to watch it because of the films. And they're, they're not explaining anything. Like, you have to go and research what this is about. The beekeeper made no sense in the first episode. One thing I did really, really like that I have to 
point out is was it uh, is it Deborah Jo Rupp? Is that her name? Yeah, Deborah Jo Rupp. She was in these episodes. And you'll probably remember her from that 70s show where she played Kitty Foreman. And I loved Kitty. So, seeing her on there, that was a huge plus. Wow, she's had some work done. I thought she looked really good. She looked really good, but, you know, she looks younger than what she did on that show. I thought she looked about the same. Of course, most of her scenes were in black and white. But basically what they're doing is spoofing... Really? She looks the same? I can't see that with all the glare. And that could be a bad picture. She could have had Botox right before that. You don't know. I, I can't like see 20. it well enough. It's too white. Like, her face is she all looks, whitewashed. She looks like she's 25. Oh, I doubt that very seriously. She does. You really gotta pull up that picture and look at it. Well, she looked really good on the show, which is what I'm basing it on. And, but there's just, like I said, there's so much that I don't understand in this show. They don't explain it. And the first two episodes, they didn't explain anything. So I really don't know where it's going. And... I'm going to keep watching it to see how it turns out, but this is the studio that announced they were going to do the She-Hulk show a couple years ago, which really thrilled me, and then a couple months ago they said that She-Hulk was going to be a comedy, which really angered me. And that's kind of what they're going for on this is a comedy, but it's not funny. And... I honestly don't know where it's going. Don't know what's up. And if you watch the trailer that they had, looks like there's some action coming. But it looks like it's going to be like every other Marvel show that is 13 episodes, which were a 13-hour movie. Or 10 episodes, which were a 10-hour movie. Or 8 episodes, which was an 8-hour movie. The only Marvel show that I really, truly got behind was Agent Carter. I thought that flowed well. It was eight episodes and ten episodes in the two different seasons they had. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, strong series. And, of course, it didn't go anywhere. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for four seasons, I tried to watch it. Each time, I was like, well, maybe it'll get better this year. And then I was going to give up after season three. And then they announced Ghost Rider was coming to season four. So I watched season four, and I was really bored with season four, too. It's just, they need filler episodes to keep the story moving. They can't just keep throwing out the same old thing and the same storyline for 10, 15, 20 episodes. It gets old real quick. And that's why I miss the days of standalone episodes like Wonder Woman, The Incredible Hulk, Charlie's Angels, you could watch one episode unless it was a to-be-continued two-parter. It didn't matter where you came in. You could pick up and get everything that you needed. Okay, 
here's my take on it. It was less to be desirable. It was like watching a. It was like watching for me. I, I love Lucy episode except with witchcraft in it. Well, that's kind of what they were going for. They're spoofing sitcoms of the past. Let me talk. Let me talk. Well, it's, no, it's, it's Dick Van Dyke. It's uh, Lucy. It's, it was all the other shows. I don't understand why they did that. Why didn't they just go ahead and take the modern versions of these characters that was part of the Marvel base, period, and show them like you know, bef- you know, you know, they lived, quote unquote, maybe they lived through all the crap that they went through. And next, you know, they're trying to live a normal life in a house in suburbia, and it's their everyday-to-day life, except not in black and white, and not playing Lucy and Ricky, and it's, I just didn't enjoy it, I just didn't. I I wanted to love it, but I couldn't love it, I just could not, I just, it was just hokey, I I just... Well, see, that's... that's what I was saying. They don't explain anything for the people who no don't watch it. There's no explanation of why it was in black and white. And There's no... Some of my... Does it say anywhere on the, in the reviews? Does it say what happened? Well, uh, what I've come across online from chat boards and reports and such, apparently Scarlet Witch has the power to recreate the universe and... It's possible that this is all in her mind and she's having a breakdown because Vision was destroyed. He wasn't killed because he was a robot, but... And that might be what's happening. There's a theory that Sword's behind it, and I don't know anything about Sword to be able to explain them, but it's some kind of group. And that's what the Beekeeper might be because they said he had a sword symbol on the costume... I don't know. But none of it is explained in either of the first two episodes. And yes, there are people who know everything about these shows and have read the comics and know exactly where it's going. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have a clue and need the explanation. And Marvel is notorious for this. The Cloak and Dagger series that was on. I tried watching it. I got about halfway through the second season before I finally gave up. Because they were throwing characters in there and then not explaining them and moving on from them. Because there was something about the guy in the record store and he would put on a different record and make a different life for the person. And I was like, this makes no sense. Explain what's going on here. How does he have this power to do this? Why is he doing this? Nothing got explained that I saw. And I just finally got fed up with it and gave up. Legion was the same way. It was his his insanity, and nothing got explained, and Gene Smart was on that show, and two seasons in, I didn't understand anything of what was really going on, so I gave up and didn't watch third season. And it's, it's just a typical, like, to me, Jessica Jones, the first season on Netflix, everybody raved. I thought it was way too long and really boring, because... They could have condensed that to a smaller arc and then had somebody else come in for another villain. Because that's what Daredevil Season 2 did. They had the villain with Punisher. And then they had the villain with Elektra. Then they had another villain that you didn't know was going to show up at the end, who was a surprise. And 
that was really well done. I've, it's like he broke it up into segments and kept the story flowing, but didn't have it bogged down throughout the whole season. And that's what happened again in the third season, is they bogged it down with one story throughout the entire season. And Marvel just does not seem to be able to make good television. Like, Gifted was a really good show, but it was from Fox. It wasn't Marvel, exactly. And Agent Carter, like I said, is the high point that they've done. Incredible Hulk, fantastic show. Best show Marvel's ever done. The Amazing Spider-Man that was on back in the 70s. I enjoyed it. It's not a great show by any stretch of the imagination. But to me, it at least made more sense than what they're doing today. And wasn't so drug out. Yeah. So. It, I desperately really wanted to like this, Chris. I really did. Well, I keep watching Marvel shows thinking maybe they've gotten it right this time. And I'll do the same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'll probably do the same thing with She-Hulk. And I, just, I don't understand this. How did it get such a high rating? Because, and see, people don't believe me when I say it because they think I'm biased to DC. And yes, I am more of a fan of DC than I am of Marvel. But that's not what it is. I like both companies. It's Marvel just no. It's kind of like Trump. They have brainwashed their people almost to where they can do no wrong. I mean, it really is. It really is kind of like that. Because, you know, Trump supporters thought he could do no wrong. They would not fault him for anything that he did, even when it was blatantly obvious how wrong he was. And let me tell you, if Biden starts doing things wrong, I will very gladly call out Biden on it. I won't say, well, but it's Biden, so he's okay. We will hold them accountable. Exactly. And... Gets me is this WandaVision just got launched what this past week, right? Yeah, just this past Friday. Okay, I'm looking here. Did you notice how many ratings it's already had? Over 17,000. 17.3,000 ratings. And it averages at 7.5 right now. Mm. Out of that many ratings, that many people has chimed in on it. That is ridiculous. Well, the average audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 80%. I don't get it. I don't get it. Top critics, 90%. All critics, 97%. And critics are always unfair. It seems like the really good movies get bad reviews, while really bad movies tend to get great reviews because they think they're like artsy and all this and... Some of them just don't work. And this, so far, is just not working. I hope that by the time they get to the end of it, it will all make sense and come together. And since you didn't watch the second episode, you didn't see that the second episode is blatantly spoofing Bewitched. Like, animated opening and everything. Uh, It is the animated opening and everything on it. When you watch it, you obviously know it's Bewitched. And I knew going into it that they were spoofing older shows. Didn't know that was going to be the whole episode and nothing was going to be explained. And that's where the issue comes in. Like, I don't want to hate Marvel shows, but I tend to not enjoy them because they're so unexplained and drug out. 
like the runaways i watched all but the last season and i got halfway through it before i finally just like i don't care anymore and that just it happens too often with marvel that i get to the point where i just don't care about the show anymore now, I did go through all the Jessica Jones episodes. I really did like that show now. I've still not seen the third season. But that's partly because the Punisher was so bad in the first season. And I just... It was a good... The third season ended up wrapping it up pretty good. I, I might get around to watching it one day, but I just... I forget about it, and... Like I said, the first season was so drug out. The second season, I thought, moved pretty well. Even though it was still one story, it moved a lot better. But the third season I haven't ever gotten around to. And Punisher, that first season was just so aggravatingly slow. And I just could not bear to go back to watch it again. So there is no way I will do season two of Punisher right now. Well, I can't add to that conversation because I've never seen it. Yeah, Punisher just... I mean, it was agonizingly slow. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it just basically because of the violence, because it was very violent. And that's what they were looking for because it's the Punisher, but I'm looking for a story more than the violence. So that didn't appease me. And this... But... There's there's so much that needs improved with Marvel shows, and they're just not getting it. And they won't get it because their fans give them everything and say, Oh, DC's terrible, but look at what Marvel did. No, Marvel's not any better. Like DC has done some really good stuff, and DC's done some bad stuff. So you think that Marvel's being given a free pass because of It all seems this? that way, and I don't know why. I don't know what the thrill over Marvel is. Is it because they started getting more movies out faster and DC kept lingering with Superman and Batman and ignored the rest of their characters? I don't know. But wasn't it wasn't it DC the very first superhero movies that come out, wasn't it all DC? Well they if you look back there was matinee serials, they had the Blackhawks, they had uh, Batman, they had Superman they had the Vigilante. There was a Captain America matinee serial that was nothing like the comics, except for the costume. Then you had the Batman 1966 theatrical release. And you had Superman in 1978, I believe. And then you had Batman come back in 1989. And then there were minor ones like Steel and uh, Catwoman and Jonah Hex, and stuff like that along the way that just didn't make an impact because they were pretty bad movies to begin with, and characters that were not really thrilling either. So, but then now DC has started with, and Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, all three can give any Marvel movie a run for their money. Oh my goodness, yeah, I mean, um, their box office. I mean, it's just amazing. And it's like we I was talking about Wonder Woman 84. They talked about it having an underwhelming opening weekend. But they didn't mention it was a pandemic. 
and people can stay home and watch it on HBO Max as part of their subscription. And a lot of theaters are closed, and people aren't going when they are. And when they are open, there's limited seating. So there's all these factors going against it, but it had an underwhelming opening. Biggest opening I mean, how, since the pandemic started, you but give underwhelming. It a fair rating whenever, I mean, you really couldn't launch it like you really wanted to. I mean, well, there's also this past weekend, the new Liam Neeson movie took over the number one spot. And instead of leaving it at that, it's the, was it the Marksman? I can't remember the exact name of it. Let's say it's the Marksman, but it's the Marksman knocks Wonder Woman out of number one. It's like, well, you know, she was there for three weeks straight and this is her fourth week. In normal times, that would have been a regular run at number one. There's no surprise there that after three weeks, she was dethroned at number one. But in those four weeks, those four weekends at the box office, she had made $34 million. The number two movie still was The Crudes, and in eight, eight or nine weeks, it had made $38 million. So, it's not a shabby haul. Half the time, almost the same amount of money. Have you seen, uh, you, now, you're probably going to correct me when I say this, but ha- I don't ask recall us seeing a budget for the Wonder Woman movie. I believe it was around $200 million. Oh, God almighty. They'll never make that money back. Yeah, they will. They will? If they will, it's going to be a miracle. Well, I mean, there's worldwide release, because it's, it's doing fair in other countries. There's revenue from HBO Max. There's revenue from digital and DVD and Blu-ray releases coming. So they will make the money back. And they've after that first weekend, they'd already greenlit a third film. So we will we'll definitely get another Wonder Woman. And by the time it's released, it will be more optimal conditions. Hopefully back to normal by that point. Because I can't see this after the vaccine finally gets people behind it and... People are like, oh, look, they got vaccinated and they're doing just fine. Why don't I get vaccinated? Didn't the Wonder Woman um, one before this one, didn't it do right at one billion or over a billion worldwide? Worldwide, it was like 700 and something million, almost 800 million. a billion. But nationwide, it was over 400 million, which is one of the highest grossing DC films in the U.S. ever. But no, it, it didn't hit a billion. a billion. Because overseas, the the female lead did not play well. And see, that's the other thing. DC released Wonder Woman, made a lot of money, and then Marvel started doing their female-led movies. And so far, they've had one. DC at least has had three. Two Wonder Woman films and The Birds of Prey were all female-led. Well, it says right here, Wonder Woman, um, as of, is globally, it's already hit $230 million. The 84? Yeah. So it's made its money back. Yeah. So, so like I said, DC gets unfairly criticized while Marvel gets unfairly praised. 
I don't get why it is that. And, oh, and some things that I failed to mention earlier. One, the about the COVID vaccine. There is a new study that suggests the vaccine helps prevent you spreading it to other people after you get the vaccine. So that's oh, really? a huge plus. And two, completely different subject, there is a rumor that HBO Max is looking to do a reunion series for Batman, the animated series, which made me very happy. Even though I complained that all they ever do is Batman and Superman, Batman, the animated series, is truly, if not the greatest cartoon ever made, one of the greatest cartoons ever made. It really was an extremely well done series. I cannot brag on it enough. Have you ever watched it? Better than Scooby Doo. As far as superheroes, it can't be matched. I'm just saying animated series. It's, it's a, if you watch it, you will see Batman the Animated Series is extremely well done. Written for all ages to enjoy. They have to tone down some of the things because it was done for a child's audience. But they don't tone them down to the point where adults don't enjoy it. So, I'm telling you, you should check out Batman the Animated Series. Just one episode. Watch one episode on HBO Max. You will find out that I am right. The animation was a completely different style that looked great. The stories were very compelling and really well done. Robin was not in the little bikini brief. He had pants. So it looked more realistic. So what? So it wasn't like um, anime or anything like that? I would not call it anime. I mean, you could say that there's a Japanese influence to it. But to me... It's a Fleischmann, Fleischer Studio influence. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Superman cartoons that were played in the theaters in the 40s, they were Fleischer Studios cartoons. And that's kind of what it looks like. So, it it really does look good, and stories are great. Definitely need to check it out. <laughs> and... You wouldn't have Harley Quinn if you didn't have Batman the Animated Series. I like Harley Quinn. She was introduced and created on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, cool. But, I mean, they had tons of huge names. Like, Mark Hamill played the Joker. And Kevin Conroy is Batman. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And Kevin Conroy actually got to play live-action Batman in... Crisis on Infinite Earths last year on CW. Well, I guess two years ago, because this is the beginning of last year was the end of them, but uh, Richard Mole was in it. <coughs> you know, Bull from that court. Uh-huh. And just a lot of really good voice talents on there. And, but Mark Hamill is the Joker. Absolute best Joker ever. I don't care who you talk about. There's no Joker better than Mark Hamill voicing him. Mark Hamill, I really like him. I bet he did good. Now, 
I'll, I'll pull up the first episode and watch it and see what I think. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And there's, like, there's the Christmas with the Joker episode is a good, good episode to watch. Because it's a good, strong episode. There's the Cat and the Claw was a good episode. I think it was a two-parter. There's Robin's Reckoning is really good. It's him dealing with the death of his parents. So, like, they had some very mature themes, but they were written to where kids could enjoy them and adults would love them. So, man, I, I always wanted a Wonder Woman series, and they never did give me one, but did get Justice League, so she finally appeared on there. But that's all I got. You got any last words to add? Last words... Be good to everybody out there. You never know when your last day is going to be. Um, I'm saying that because I lost my brother this past week. So, um, but anyways, be kind to everyone. Wear your mask. Do everything that you can do to protect other people around you. And um, be a blessing to people around you. Do all that you can. One thing I keep seeing is everybody talking about how they thought 2021 was going to be better than 2020. And then two weeks into it, it went all to hell. And I'm like, you know what? It's what we make of it. If we want to let this year be terrible, it will be. But I kind of looked at January as a transition month. We've got to get rid of the bad that we're still dealing with from last year and start transitioning, and after the inauguration Wednesday, and his first 24 hours in office, I really do see a light at the end of the tunnel, I do feel like things are getting better already, and just one day, one day, he made so many different changes that were so good, and people are going to disagree, because it's Paris Climate Agreement, and the Letting the gay pride flags back on the U.S. embassies and the pipeline and all the stuff that he has done. The ending the ban on Muslims. We can't target a group. Because, I mean, let's face it, we have more homegrown terrorism right now than we have to worry about in the rest of the world. And if we're not going to worry about the ones here, why worry about the ones coming in that are not likely to be able to pull off anything like 9-11 ever again because security measures have been put in place so we have to look at the big picture but we also have to make things better for ourselves and I really think that we're on the right track now I'm hoping people start accepting this vaccine as actually working because it is and push to get it Because they will see there's... The problems that I've seen of it are so low. And the averages are now... I believe it said 1 in 13 Americans has tested positive for COVID in this country. And even worse, everybody's like, oh, it's like a 0.3% death rate. We are now at 1 per 800 citizens to have died in this country from COVID. It is not a laughing matter. It is serious. 
And if one in 800 people is still funny to you, then you're not looking at the big picture. Because that's getting extremely high. And I can't think of anything that I've seen that had a 1 in 800 people country for a mortality rate in this country. So, and I've said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You have a hundred, hundred bag, hundred, you have a bag of Skittles and there's a hundred of them in there and three of them in there is make you, make you sick enough to make you die. Would you eat those Skittles? Hmm. No. No. Hmm. You wouldn't eat those Skittles. And do what you can. Take care of each other. Remember the mask is not to protect you from getting it. It is to protect you from spreading it. I still don't go anywhere. I won't get out of my car without putting on my mask because I'm past the quarantine time. But with this cough that's lingered, <coughs> I just I don't trust myself to be around other people. So I mask up before I get out of the car and before I get around anybody. And with that, stay safe, stay healthy, protect each other, and let's work on a happy, positive 2021 for the rest of the year as we transition out of all this nastiness. So till next week, goodbye everybody. Goodbye.